Hi everybody, this is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today I'm joined by world-renowned expert on performance, Steve Magnus, in the third installment on our series on mental toughness. In this episode, we discuss how to nurture resilience and toughness into your kids. Steve details how to strike the balance between high expectations and responsiveness, why kids throw tantrums, and the everyone gets a trophy culture. So now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Steve, I'm a parent. I've got three boys, 10, 6, and 2. And I think most parents would say they want to help foster an environment where their kids can become more resilient and I would say, you know, tough to stressful things so that they can not be stuck in their feelings, which we all do, but especially as children, that's kind of the default mode. And they can, as you would say, take a thoughtful action forward. So how do you build this? So this was one of kids? the funnest areas to research in writing this book because I had no idea beforehand that this existed. And then I saw this research and I thought this was brilliant. So what... What do we know about parenting and resilience? Often what we think is that, oh, the way to create resilient, tough, disciplined kids is to be kind of like a dictator, like to be very controlling, to, you know, be, copy the drill sergeant so that like, you know, our kids will act right and all that good stuff. Well, what the research actually shows is if you take that approach, right, which research calls the authoritarian model of parenting, which is they, they, they classify this by two different model or two different ideas, which is how much demandingness do you have, which is, you know, how much are you the authority figure who's in power and control and placing demands on your, your and expectations on your kid. And then the other kind of bracket or line of this, this grid is called responsiveness which is essentially how responsive are you to the child's needs? Are you there to care and support for them? And the authoritarian parent, that disciplinarian, is very high in demandingness and very low in responsiveness. And again, our popular conceptualization is, oh, that creates discipline. Well, if you look at all the research, it shows it does the exact opposite. So parents who are authoritarian have kids who tend to misbehave more, who throw tantrums, temper tantrums, much more. And in one fascinating study, it found that that military uh, recruits who came from authoritarian parents were worst, had worse discipline and performance in the military, which is the one place you'd be like, oh, this must translate over there. The reality or the research says pretty clearly is that the the kid learns to only respond out of that fear, power, and control when the parent is over them, right? And what they they learn to do mm. is they say, hey, I can't function fully in this environment of control where I'm not getting my needs kind of met or nurtured. So I'm going to find out how to get around this and essentially get these other places, which means that you have lower levels of discipline. The other thing that 
in terms of like the uh, the temper tantrums and misbehavior, they find that disciplinarians often don't allow kids to explore or experience like all that barrage of emotions. So they learn to, well, the best way to do it is just shut it off or try and contain it in a bottle and resist it. And what we know, again, from decades of work in psychology is if we resist something for too much, what happens? It just comes back tenfold. So you try and re you resist it and then you 100%. can't handle it. So you throw a big tantrum. So instead, okay, if that fails, mm. what happens? It's not about being soft as a parent or having low expectations. The research actually shows the best parenting for creating this kind of tough, resilient individual is pretty simple. It's having relatively high demandingness or expectations on your children, but then coupling that with high levels of responsiveness, which is care, support, making sure they're meeting their needs, et cetera. So the way I like to conceptualize this again in the real world is like, okay, what does this mean on a day-to-day -day basis is like, it's okay. You want to put your children in challenging places. You want them to have to, you know, navigate, you know, difficult things on their own sometimes. But then you want to be there on the sidelines, essentially being like, you know what? It's about exploring these things. And if you win or lose at this game or if you, you know, freak out or not, like I'm going to be here as a parent to help support and then guide you in the right direction and give you the tools that, you know, that allow you to be resilient and tough. If you're someone that's pushing to be your best at work, at home, or in your personal life, then I invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter, Adaptation. In this newsletter, I curate actionable information and resources for high performers just like you. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.ericcorum.com. Now, back to the show. So let me ask you this. What do you think about the... The culture of everybody wins, everybody gets so a trophy. So I, I, I think here, you know, what we have here is a misguided approach because what we're trying to see is we're trying to say, oh, okay, you know, we're going to create your self-esteem by giving everybody a trophy. But our brains and even children's brains are smarter than that. We only get a boost in self-esteem if we've done something difficult and earned it. Like there's literally research on this. And actually in, in some instances, this wasn't with kids, but with adults, you only got a boost in what I'd call positive stress hormones like testosterone. If you did something difficult, overcame it and earned that thing. If you just got the reward, you don't get that, that hormonal positive boost. So to me, it's like, huh. yeah, like giving trophies isn't a problem. But make sure there's some sort of hard effort there where the child realizes, oh, I get this trophy, not because like I'm special or what have you, but it's because I put in work to earn something. And that's what ingrains the, those positive effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, as parents, uh, we try to praise their effort as much as we can and just be like, you worked really hard at that. You know, we saw how much work you did. And one of our sons is, uh, mm. our whole family does jujitsu. And um, uh, my wife is the best of the family. <laughs> she just got her brown belt, which is very scary. Um, but our oldest son, you know, like kids go through, like sometimes they develop 
aggressiveness at certain times. And he's really like this creator engineer type. And I think things are starting to click in jujitsu because he's realizing it's like a puzzle. And he has just been like getting after it lately. And we're like, Hey man, we just like really love your effort and your, you know, how you're going about it. And he, you know, it's not the outcome because you're going to lose, you know? And then we have a middle son who plays baseball and he's like, loves baseball He's six years old. And you're going to love this. We'll watch baseball games and he'll see somebody <laughs> strike out and he's like, they're terrible. I'm like, listen, and listen, listen. He in baseball, if you strike out seven out of 10 times, you could be in the hall of fame over a career. He's like, what? I'm like, yes. Like, and so I think there's a, you gotta help your kids deal with failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, is there anything in the literature about that? Of like, when oh you yeah. Get you know, down, the best you thing you can do is again? help them process that, which is to make failure something mm. that isn't, feared or entirely negative but something that you can talk about and and the best way you can do that is through your actions Mm. like after your son plays a baseball game and they lose is the first thing that you bring up on the car ride home like you know everything that he did wrong and how losing like oh losing sucks and it's the worst like and you just failed blah 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 and you should have and maybe not to that extreme but are you sitting there like critiquing you know his swing every time he strikes out well what does that do it sends the message that winning is what matters and losing is something to be avoided and kids internalize that and i'll I'll tell you you know when i spent i spent nine years coaching collegiately and i could tell the parents who probably through little league and like youth sports you know ingrain this kind of losing is to avoid Because by the time they got to college, what happened is they were competing not to see how good they were. They would enter races and be so afraid of failing, especially if their parent was there. And it would just overwhelm them so much so that I had some athletes where I would be like, you know, I'd I'd tell the parent, I was like, you know, hey, can we maybe skip this track meet or something? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> you, you know, but that's points. what it is. It's like you want to, with your kid, like develop a healthy relationship with the sport, which is often, as you said, like, you know, baseball, you're gonna, you're gonna strike out a lot in, in track, you know, I was very good, but I lost way more races than I won because there's only one winner every single race. So like, it's normal. You need to process yep. it. You need to learn how to deal with it. And the other thing, you know, that I could rant on for days is that often early on in in sport, we equate like throwing almost like being overly emotional and taking the loss hard is caring. And I think that's also dangerous because like kids learn that like, oh, if I really soak in this loss and like linger in it, that means I care. But all you're doing is, again, setting yourself up for failure because you're going to have this distorted relationship with with losing where it it's almost like the end of the world. And I need to show that it's the end of the world if I do lose. And the opposite end of that is I've, I remember when I was at one university, like we were really, really, really good at football. Winning mm-hmm. was a relief. It was literally like, oh, good. So glad the game's over. We won. Um, and then in the NFL, it was like, you're going to lose a lot. You know, it's set up to be eight and eight, but it was like a funeral. 
and everybody had to mourn. Now, I understand you shouldn't be jumping up and down on the plane. I get it. I get all that stuff. There should be like, you know, hey, we lost. We need to like process this. But there was no formal processing when the game was over with. It was just like, all right, guys, you know, it didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. It should have been like, hey, these are the things that I saw from the sidelines. We got to go watch the film, but here's what we can improve on. And like, even to take 10 minutes, I know everybody's tired, but like kind of AAR the thing. And like, look, we're going to process this. I want you guys to talk about it as a team on the way home. And then when we get back, we'll deal with it and we're on to the next one. But I just think that, um, you know, in sport, especially in sports in the world that you and I were in for a long time, there's a, just a weird relationship with winning and losing. But this applies to our kids too. I mean, I can, you know, you see it when kids are exiting the ball fields. You know, the parents are getting in the car and they're like, well, the ref did this and the coach did that. And it's just like, geez, here we go. But um, if you are a parent, this should be your playbook. Get this book. You're going to love it. I don't know how many parents. I was telling Steve before, like before the show, like I've been talking to parents about it. They've been buying. I was even talking to them the other day. They're like, oh, man, I picked up the book, you know, before. It's just it's a phenomenal book. I think the timing post pandemic, all the things that we've been going through. Uh, I'm just really excited about the impact this is going to have. So follow Steve on Twitter, on Instagram. It's all in the show notes and get the book, Do Hard Things. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a screenshot of the podcast and share it with a friend who you think would like to learn more about developing toughness for their kids. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.